handed Tommy a Kevlar vest. Tommy hesitated. Probably a kid, but you never know, the cop said. Does this make me look fat? Tommy asked. Donuts make you look fat, Digidio said. I speak from experience. The vest fit tightly over Tommy's muscular physique. The cop adjusted his jacket to make sure he could reach both the Glock 9 on his right hip and the taser on his left. They moved quietly, Tommy leading the way. As they neared the water's edge, Tommy saw that whoever was there was dressed in white. Ten feet away, their presence still undetected, he saw that the intruder was a woman. Stepping closer, he heard a low, animal-like sound. "'Can I help you?' he asked, exchanging glances with Digidio. She turned. She was elderly, probably well into her nineties, her pale face a desiccated mask of leathery wrinkles. Coarse black whiskers protruded from her chin, her thin, cracked lips curled inward, her hair a wild snarl of unruly white wisps, so thin that in spots the moonlight shone off her age-spotted scalp. Her eyes were dark and watery, darting about. She was barefoot. Her nightgown was muddy. A strand of spittle hung from the corner of her mouth. Tommy knelt down beside her and spoke softly. It must be past your bedtime, he said. I think we need to find out where you live. She paid no attention to him, but shook her head violently, back and forth, speaking to herself in a low mutter. No, no, no. He leaned in closer. Luck's fairy tale can go the real diamond. Ma'am, Tommy said louder now. No response. Digidio made a circular motion around his ear. Alzheimer's, he said. That or rabies. Tommy tried again. Can we give you a ride home? This time she looked at him. Luck's fairy, she said, her eyes widening. Li alle congolera di mondo. Somebody's off for meds, the cop said. What's she saying? Something about Lux Ferry, Tommy said. Hang on. He found his cell phone, tapped the camcorder icon, and held the phone a few inches from the woman's face. It was too dark to get a video image, but at least he could record her words. Good idea, the Jidio said. I'm guessing she left her ID in her other nightgown. The old woman turned to Tommy. Do you know what I've got? she asked, suddenly sounding quite lucid. What, dear? he said. Do you have something you want to show me? She extended her bony fingers toward him, cupped together, the way a child might hold her hands in prayer. She opened them. A dead frog? Tommy said. Take it. Thank you. He let her place the frog in his hands. It was cold and slimy and reeked. Do you believe in extispecium? she asked. I'm sorry? The frog's entrails spilled from its belly. It had been ripped open, probably by an owl or a hawk, unless she'd ripped it open herself. Extispecium, she repeated. Do you see? Do I see what? he asked her. What is it you want me to see? This, she said. Ece haru species. 
Digidio shone his flashlight on the disemboweled frog in Tommy's hands. The old woman poked through the frog's innards with her index finger as if looking for a lost penny. She was shaking her head even more ferociously now, and muttering intently, she looked up. These are only the first to go, she whispered. You'll be the last. She looked at Tommy again and seemed to recognize him. You play football? she said. Not anymore. Ece ex despicium, she said, now growling and looking Tommy in the eye. Ece haru species. That sounds like Latin, Digidio said. Tommy shifted the dead frog to his left hand, wiped his right hand on the back of his sweatpants, and touched the old woman lightly on the arm. Let's go back to the house and get you some warm clothes, he said. Luxvera! she screamed, rising suddenly from where she crouched by the water, springing toward Tommy.